Good morning, everyone. I'm Jim Jaquetta, CTO and co-founder of Innovation, and I'm very pleased to have David Edwards again from VizLink Mobile Viewpoint as a guest. Welcome, David. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Jim. It's good to be talking to you again and good to be on these, um, these webinars and talking about all of the exciting things that happened at, at NAB this year, now that NAB is, is back. Yes, back. yes. Yeah, I think uh, we, we were mentioning before we started, uh, uh, some people obviously couldn't make it, you know, their company wasn't comfortable sending them or they weren't comfortable coming due to health concerns. But I think the majority of people were just busy. Uh, you know, there was a, a year or two uh, backlog of work, you know, someone's uh, busy building a studio, someone just started a new job, um, someone's in the middle of a, a lengthy production. So that these are good things, right, that, that mm, we, we all need to work. Uh, and there's also a shortage of workers, too. Now, that, that's a big struggle as things wind up. And you're going to share with us today uh, some, some technology that uh, uh, eliminates the need uh, for, for operators, camera operators, etc. That's right. And it's, you know, it's, it's the trends that, that have been happening in the broadcast industry for, for quite a few years now, you know, finding new ways to do more things without necessarily increasing any significant costs. So potentially opens up new revenue paths for, uh, for people to, to make use of that content and new business for people who are providing those content streams. And so that's, that's where we, uh, VisLink and Mobile Viewpoint are looking to enable to, people to, to achieve more without necessarily costing the earth. Right, right. Uh, we, we've talked about this before, too, that, um, you know, maybe for your tier one production, you still do the more traditional workflow camera operators, production trucks on site. But tier two, three, four high school sports uh, or any kind of lower tier uh, uh, live event. In the past, there wasn't a budget for it. They couldn't afford a truck, couldn't afford all these operators. So I think there's That's such nice. a demand. You know, every studio now has a streaming platform. Now the scramble is to create content for these platforms and in particular live content. That's right. And people will, will consume content if it's, if it's there and if it's compelling. And I think really the, the, the task is... We know that um, people have broadcast rights to lots and lots of content. Maybe there are there have been challenges in the past in making that content affordable to produce. And then the the challenges within the budget you've got. How do you make that compelling that content compelling? And if you can achieve those things, then potentially there is a, a, a you know a much larger revenue stream to be had there for the taking. And so, you know, today perhaps we'll we'll talk about some of those tools that we can um, deliver to people yeah. to to make uh, compelling content. At, you know, where we are thinking beyond the tier one tentpole budget, which which of course everyone is is very familiar with, and and will remain with us because that is truly compelling content and the appointment to view television. But let's think at, at um, differently at different uh, different categories. Very good, very good. So, shall I start the yes, video here? Start, um, so, before we just click on to that next one, um, we're going to look at a number of uh, uh, mobile viewpoint products today. And the first one that we'll, we'll talk about, because we'll show you a video and that will start immediately, Jim presses the button, is a way to um, get content remotely, for, maybe from a bureau, maybe from interviews, and achieve that all from um, a central location, manage it from a central location. So, um, Jim, next slide, please, and run VT. 
Okay, so that um, was an introduction to a product called Trolley Live, and it has, um, as you saw there, has the ability to, to do many things. It's been great in, in the COVID world, where people have deployed those units um, into locations um, and, and done two-way interviews um, without actually obviously having to have many people in the room. And, and since COVID, as we've moved out of that, it's been finding lots of interesting applications in, for example, remote bureaus, two-way interviews with people, clearly a step up from Zoom interviews. But really where it has been in good is in the broadcast scenario where you want need to manage all of that connectivity from the central location with someone who is um, skilled in the art of broadcasting and not having to put any setup um, problems onto the on-screen talent. And so any, any general uh, public person can uh, use this, this equipment, any person, um, you know, a, a journalist has the ability to do their piece of camera and um, transmit their video, their piece of camera from wherever they are, over bonded cellular connection, over wired ethernet, over Wi-Fi connectivity, so you really can use it anywhere. What we're showing here in this picture is that it, at the system's heart, the operating system or the control system that surrounds this is a product called Link Matrix. And this enables you to operate that equipment remotely, decide when to bring that equipment live, schedule it if you want to, um, extract clips, recording clips, add graphic overlays and publish it either onto a live channel or onto a social media channel or send it off for storage to be used at a later date. So as a two-way interview device, it's a really unique and novel application of a portable way to collect high quality interview content, maybe from a remote bureau, for example. So um, what we'll do now, Jim, is if we can skip on to the next slide and you can see how this was used in action at the, um, the Beijing Winter Olympics in the athletes village, people could do a piece of camera there. Okay, so that short clip was from the uh, the Polish team at the Winter Olympics, and within the the Olympics, the the athletes' village, it was um, tightly in COVID and COVID lockdown. Only certain people could go in and out. The broadcast teams couldn't go in and out, and so this provided a really neat method of the athletes there to do their. Um, their interviews to the home home um, audience and discuss how they're done in their uh, in their sport. So a good example of how you can use these devices um, as a as a pop up interview location with easy connectivity out of the event. So we we met, that made a fantastic impression on a lot of the Vislink and Mobile Viewpoint customers at NAB. So this is a a a twenty minute. Super session. Yes, yes. So um, we'll move um, on to the next slide, if we can, Jim, and um, talk about some new technology using artificial intelligence to do new things. And here we're going to talk about artificial intelligence to do studio production and to automatically select the camera shots and to produce that event without any um, any major human interaction. So if we can skip to the next slide and play the next Imagine video. Imagine a broadcast studio that does not require a production crew to create a professional production. Through the power of artificial intelligence, this is now a reality. 
Meet B-Pilot by Mobile Viewpoint. With B-Pilot, you can create a professional production that is easy, fast and affordable. Engaging with your audience through broadcasting has never been so effortless. B-Pilot offers a fully automated multi-camera studio with artificial intelligence controlling the cameras and the shot selection. You don't need any behind-the-scenes crew. With the studio management tool, you can easily set up preferences for the virtual director, such as shot types and lengths. The B-Panel gives the talent flexibility at their fingertips, allowing them to add graphics, inserts or cut to an external camera when they see fit. Live streaming and online publication is fast and easy. You can stream to any video platform you want. So, start broadcasting with the power of AI with B-Pilot by Mobile Viewpoint. That's really great. And so that AI-driven automatic studio production system enables you potentially to do new things. We talked at the beginning about new content. Could you, for example, use this in remote bureaus again for new studio applications? In that video, that it was set up as a at a soccer stadium, and people were able to do discussions at halftime of the match or the end of the match, and that's really a way of getting um, new content out to viewers without it costing a significant amount. You don't need a production team on site to run this. And so, what the AI there does is the AI engine decides which shots to um, to bring to the viewer. Does it choose a wide shot? Does it do a close up of one presenter? And the, the, the way that it determines that is that there are 3D sensors on top of the camera, and that detects the, the people where they are in, in the room. If a presenter needs to or is inclined to move about as they talk, then the cameras will track them. If a, one particular person starts talking, the AI engine may decide to switch to a close-up of that person. If people are having a two-way conversation, it may decide to give you a wide shot. And so all of that enables you to um, produce and direct the event in a similar way to a, a human um, camera team and director would. Let's look at an example of some of the content from that. So we can skip to the next slide. Um, Jim, that would be great. Yeah. So this is a soccer discussion between two pundits here. And not as the trainer had This gentleman is um, talking about reviewing that match. Decided to do a close-up on that, that particular person because he's doing a lot of the talking. And then the AI system, the AI engine, um, makes a different, uh, different choice. But let's begin this week against FC Twente. Last year we won 3-1. Laten we even gaan kijken naar onze coach Pascal Jansen. And it's decided to to um, call a a wide shot there. And here you can see how we we inserted a brief clip into that. And I think actually the the video has gone gone round again. But before we skip to the next slide, um, Jim, that that system you see it has a certain pace to it. That's a sort of relaxed feel in terms of the production. You can configure the system with a profile to have a similar relaxed feel. Or maybe if you're using the system, maybe for visual radio or visual po podcasts, you can give the system much more pace. So it's cut, cut, cut as people talk backwards and forwards. And that's that's up to you yeah. to yeah. to tune the system 
for the particular uh, type of production that you want to. to we, we can go a little longer than 20 minutes, David, so don't, don't feel like you've got to rush. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, my colleague Rick and I had the pleasure of spending more than two hours in the Visling Mobile Viewpoint booth uh, before the show started. And it's quite impressive. Um, David doesn't have a screen of it now, but we can, we can uh, if you want to do a demo, any customer wants to see a behind the scenes look, the, the, there's a, an admin screen in the AI and it follows the, per, the speaker's nose, right? The, the sensor, is it, is it uh, infrared? What, it finds the, 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 the face, facial features from the eyes the and the mouth. Features. That's absolutely correct. So it's, it's not, um, so for example, if, um, if you use that studio for different presenters and maybe someone is very tall and someone is short, it will, it will find the person within that 3D space and adjust the cameras accordingly. And as I said, if someone is needs to or is inclined to move about as so they talk, maybe pace, walk up and down within the studio, the cameras can track them um, in terms of using the AI engine. If, um, if someone um, decides that what they're going to do is they're going to turn their head and, and give an ear shot to the camera, that's not a particularly interesting shot. And so the AI engine will detect this. It's not, not that it's seeing a different... Um, a different view of a person and may choose a, a different shot, maybe a wide shot, so that you're, you're not yeah. looking down someone's ear. So it's, it's a really intelligent system in terms of choosing which um, yeah. particular camera's uh, views to, to deliver. The, the, the AI engine, like, like, like David said, you know, I, I was pretending to be the anchor and I was turning my head. But despite me turning my head, the, the little dot, the AI knew where my nose was at all times. So it could find me in the frame. So it's not using video recognition. It, it's using three-dimensional uh, sensors to, to, to find the operators, uh, the, the speakers. That's very cool. To find the speakers, but a whole combination of things to, to drive the AI's decision choices. So where that person is within the 3D space of, of this studio setup, um, how they, um, you know, where they are looking within within the studio, are they looking down the barrel of a particular camera? That will be one choice. And um, audio is, of course, another another uh, clue as well, because if someone is speaking, chances are you probably want a shot of, a shot of that person as well. So various things that the AI engine is, yeah. is trained to, to use right. to make the, the camera shot decision. But, but you kind of touched on it a little bit, maybe go a little deeper, that, that it is automatic, but you have controls. You can set thresholds. So, so in other yeah. words, like you and I are talking and I just go, uh-huh, I, I agree with you. You don't want to cut to me. I, I'm just concurring so that you can have a threshold only cut to Jim if he speaks for more than, you know, 500 milliseconds. Um, exactly or if, right. if we're talking over each other, we're kind of having a banter, then it knows, okay, I hear audio on all the channels. I'm going to go wide, right? So exactly. those, those types of this, you can guide the AI, I guess is my point, right? You can guide the AI and there are other things you can do in terms of, um, 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 user input as well. So the system, you might have seen there was a control panel in that video that we watched um, a little earlier. So the user there, the operator there can choose to insert a video clip. The operator can um, trigger to have um, some on-screen graphics, maybe a lower thirds graphics that you can put in. And um, you can also configure the system for the, the user to do a manual camera override. Uh, so if, if yeah. the, um, the program demands, you can you can press a button and you can switch to a wide or you can switch to a, a close up of yeah. one of the presenters. So you have all of that flexibility as well 
But of course, we're talking about offloading a lot of the, um, right. the work. And so uh, at the heart, you would, in most situations, use the AI engine to call which let, let it Let it do a thing. But, but the anchor could have a confidence monitor in their eye line, and they don't, you know, they want to uh, override for some reason uh, mm -hmm. the AI's decision to go to the guests. They want to bring it back to them. They can override with the button if they want. They can they can do that, and you talk about uh, confidence monitors. That's exactly how we set up our system. So you have a monitor, so you can see what is going out to where, and you can actually have a second monitor, so you can see um, the previous shop, the next shop that the system is is going to choose. So, oh, very um, cool. You may also want to you know if you're queuing up and if the system is queuing up another shot, you may want to go and look in into one of the other cameras to get ready. So so you'll you'll see it's a on, light. Uh, yeah. On the preview monitor, you'll see, whoa, it's the side of my face. Let me look into that. Oh, that that's cool. That, I didn't even think of that. That's great. Um, so shall we move on uh, to AI sports? Let's move on to another another AI system because, you know, AI has the capability to do many different things for us. And so we produced a, an AI-driven system for sports production. So, yes, next slide. So just as, as um, an introduction, we're now thinking about sports games. Yes, I'm showing a picture of soccer here but the system is tuned for many different sports as well. And we'll talk about those in a moment. So um, let's skip to the next slide. And sports production has been the same for a long time, but now it's changing. Meet IQ Sports Producer from IQ Video Solutions. With the power of artificial intelligence, professional productions can now be created without an on-site camera crew and thus at a fraction of the cost. The AI has a high level of automation. It tracks both the ball and the players. It overlays the scoreboard and graphics. And it creates highlights and replays. High quality, easy and affordable sports production has never been so easy. Tap into new possibilities with IQ Sports Producer from IQ Video Solutions. So I think this is one of the really cool, coolest um, things that I saw at NAB and, and had the pleasure to, to talk about it uh, at the show. So um, one of the questions that I got quite a lot about this thing, uh, this technology is, is this just a ball tracking system? And no, it's more than that. So if we can skip to that, that blue slide, if we can, sure. Jim, that's, that'll be a great way. Thank you, sports producer. Oh, I've never seen this. this high cool. quality 4K cameras to give superior image quality. So it even knows what team the individual objects are on. That's right. It knows the difference and, and between the different the teams, even if the area um, between the teams and the referee. Um, the video image is and direct and engaging broadcast production with smooth pans and zooms just like a professional camera operator. It knows the difference between a ball and a penalty like spot. Sports the engine can differentiate between opposing teams to give more accurate action tracking. The AI system disregards off-pitch action to focus on showing active gameplay. So you can see that people who are off the pitch aren't interesting to the yeah, system. Yeah, so you saw it reacquire the ball. The ball disappeared, so it didn't freak out that the ball disappeared. It kind of stuck in that general area till the ball reappeared. That's right. So one of the, the things that at, um, we've been looking at various technologies that are similar to this, and one of the, the things that people have told us is, is some other systems, for example, 
in in real gameplay, the ball can go off the pitch and it can come on maybe at a different place. And so it's, you know, it is far more than a simple ball tracking system. So this enables, this system is smart enough to determine um, where the area of play is. It's not just the ball, likely that the area of play is ball plus a collection of players around a location. And because um, we use high quality cameras, it means that we can um, have the ability for the AI system to, to get in close to the action, which is really what you, what you need. Um, so how do we achieve that? Well, that perhaps if we skip on to the next slide and there's, there's a, a good example here. So um, you might have seen some um, pictures of one of the camera systems that, um, that we have. It's a panoramic camera. It's made out of four 4K um, cameras rotated into portrait because that best fits the, the geometry of the sports pitch. And that enables us to capture the full field of play. But then when we, once we've detected or using our detection of where the action is taking place, we can then zoom into any area. Now, because you have a panoramic image, you have to de-warp the image. But because we are using four 4K cameras, we can do a digital zoom in on any area of the pitch and present a flat image, which is what you get out of a normal broadcast camera. So that's what you're seeing in this demonstration here. You're seeing the complete field of view. You're seeing the how the system has de-warped the image to give a, a flat image you see in the bottom right-hand corner. And you can see the area that is identified as the field of play. So that gives you an idea of some of the video processing and image processing technology, as well as the, um, the AI engine, which detects the, the area. So next slide, please. Uh, there's one question, David. Um, you know, this might be in future versions of the software. I know um, we've done a lot of work with the NHL that tracking player statistics. So somebody's asking, you know, can, can uh, this system, uh, I know with hockey, I'm most familiar with hockey, I'm a hockey fan, that uh, uh, players come on and off the ice constantly. Uh, mm -hmm. Substitution of lines, in and out, in and out. Um, soccer, football, same thing. Uh, time on field, time on ice is an important statistic. So I guess theoretically, um, if the, the numbers on their jersey are visible at some, some point in the future, you might be able to, to have, bring in player statistics like that. That's right. And, and we have some um, statistical data at the moment. We can export positional data into um, um, software packages that, that, you know, that drive their business through sports, sports data um, processing. So um, we integrate with those systems. But yes, <coughs> clearly there is, there is a, a very big business there across a whole of data in sport. And we do integrate with some of that with that because yes we yeah know i mean even you know it, do you have like an open api for, for for this software is it could it integrate with other systems i'm thinking like maybe a multi-vendor kind of a thing you know uh, uh, another company uh that's doing uh, st stats to merge kind of the two systems together so we've done a, num a number of integrations um on on the positional data so I think the thing to do is, is if any of the people on who are listening to this um, are interested in that, then then come and talk to us, and we'll talk, we'll find out whether or not the the applications that that you're thinking of using the ones that we've already done in integration with, or perhaps um, there are some new applications where where there could be yeah. really good business to be had. Yeah. So come and talk to us about that because 
as you're saying, Jim, there are a whole raft of opportunities that come out of data analysis. The the the, the old school approach I know with hockey are, are like these uh, guys do this in their semi-retirement. So there'll be like 20 guys. They're usually up in the nosebleeds of the stadium with binoculars. And they're like, is that Kopitar on ice? Or, or they can even tell, the old guys can tell who's got the puck by how they skate. They don't, they don't even see the jersey number or the length of the guy's hair. So, uh, I mean, all that's great, right? It, you know, people, if people physically can do that, but if we can automate some of that, that would be great, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that's, that's as in, you know, the ways of doing it to, uh, are really good, aren't they? Okay, you you switched to, um, to slides. So I better better talk about this one. Um, so some of the the examples I've shown you so far have been a, a central lo um, camera located above the the field of play. Um, it doesn't have to be soccer, as in in this example. But what really makes the um, the production compelling and what you see in in tier one events. So you know the aim the the whole aim of of what we're trying to do here is to um, give a similar experience you might have, have at, a, at a tier one game. And you will know that one of the, the properties of um, some of the higher tiers of sports is you have multiple cameras and multiple views that get you different perspectives on the play. And so where we have moved to is, is having a multi-camera system. And so at NAB, we introduced a product called the Stellar Cam, which you see as the side cameras here, which we can also use as, as the center cameras as, as well if we choose. And that gives you the ability to produce a much more interesting pers perspective. And we'll show you um, an example of that in a moment. In terms of the, um, the sports that we support, let's skip to the next slide um, where I've got a, a list and more. If you can, Jim. There we go. Oh, there we go. So some of the sports that we support, uh, soccer, rugby, and rugby is very similar to, to football, to American football. So we're working on, on that at the moment. Field hockey, basketball, floorball, ice hockey. You talked to Jim about ice hockey. Um, and then some other types of um, um, sports. Uh, velodrome, bicycle racing around a track, uh, dog racing around a track. And we're constantly looking at, um, at other sports as well. So there's many sports that are, that are in there that we're that, we're, um, that we have in our portfolio already and more that we're adding all of the time. So um, despite the soccer examples, um, right. think of the sports too. I think that's your, really, your, really your colleagues were telling me, well, you and your colleagues were telling me, uh, Mark Time and, and Michelle, that you, you, it, the way AI works, I mean, some of, you, some of our listeners may know this already, you teach it, right? It, it, uh, it, you feed it sample videos like, like self-driving cars yes. right? yeah machine learning you feed it videos of the car going down the road and you know don't go right because there's an object there and you teach it that's bad same thing here that that you you you're doing rugby today but you'll teach it the new the nuances of american nfl football uh exactly you know, so. and, and and like for example um soccer the ball is usually loose uh, in rugby or American football, when they're running with the ball, it could be hidden. But they'll teach the AI, like when somebody's running with the ball, they usually have it tucked under one arm, one arm is out blocking. So they'll look for someone in this position on, on the field, and that's where the ball must be, right? Yes, uh, exactly or, or if it that. loses so it, 
it'll it'll pan out if it's not sure you, you know if it's not sure where the ball is yeah so we haven't we haven't just built a, a simple ball detector here it's much more than that I, sh I showed you at the beginning how it, how the system can determine the differences between two teams differences between a team player and a referee for example and so we, we haven't just built a, a ball detector um so for other games where you know the ball is is the subject of the game but it's not always visible that doesn't matter to our system. Um, so yes, we train it with, with hours of content of, of the sport and we, we train it what to follow. There are some rules as well built into the system. So one of the things I, I said, beginning with soccer, the, the system knows the difference between a, a round ball and a round penalty spot, for example. It knows the geometry of, of the, the sports pitch and, and can determine, you know, that's likely to be a ball, that's that's not likely to be a ball. There's some there's some rules in there too. Um, so various various techniques like that uh, are some of the things that we employ. So a combination of learning and rules. So it's 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 a really clever piece of technology. And so as an example, what you can do with multiple cameras, yes, let's run this, this piece of content. So here is a, a soccer game um, in London. It's not, it's not tier one, um, but it, it has, um, it shows what you can do with a multi-camera system. So here we, we switch camera automatically under the AI system, switch back. Um, we are doing some panning. We're doing some zooming on the action. Uh, we're tracking that sporting action. And, and it's producing something that is really quite compelling to watch because it's not just a boring pan backwards and forwards. This, this particular um, uh, soccer league, it is covered in the UK um, on national television, but because it is a lower league, it is one camera operator um, at the top of the stand panning backwards and forwards. Now that we've implemented multiple cameras, now you have something that is much more compelling to watch. And in terms of what happens to that, that human camera operator, well, actually, we suggest that, that you keep him at the event and you can repurpose that camera operator to um, do halftime interviews or end of match interviews with the players and with, with the, um, the, the team coach. And so that way, you really are bringing a lot more of what you see from a tier one event um, to lower league content. And, and you are producing content that it really is, is compelling to watch. You, I do see the big difference in, you know, so you have the panoramic camera, the multi-camera mm. panoramic, usually at midfield, right? And Correct. then where the, you know, the, this, the, 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 the sweet spot or, or the real action happens at the two end zones, you know, at the two ends where the, well, if it's football, rugby, the actions at the end zones, soccer, hockey, the, the, the is near, near the goal. So when mm. you saw how it jumped to those end zone, the, the cameras at the end, it made a big leap in the quality of the production. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you obviously, you got to have the budget for two right? more cameras, but uh, it was it was quite impressive. Yeah, why not play that that video again? You can probably click on the um, uh, thing and um, uh, maybe there you go. Yeah, so now it's start. on the it's on the it's the camera near the goal right now. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I, I clicked on something else and stopped. Sorry. Yeah, and then, then when the ball comes uh, back to midfield, so there's a long shot. Went back to close up. And then, then it went to the midfield camera array. Quite impressive. 
Mm, and it's really that that it's, camera. It's a, it's very watchable. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, you had other demos too, where the midfield cameras were a little higher than desirable. So so, you you'll make recommendations where to put the cameras and wherever the customer allows you to put the cameras, you'll optimize it as best you can. But I, I'm sure there's there's a optimal location, right? That's right. So this is a, it. It wasn't a tier one stadium as you can as you can see um and in those sorts of events you don't always have the budget or the, the capability to choose the most optimum um uh, camera position that that you have and that's that's the case here it's a very real example but um so the the view is quite a flat view across the pitch um it's not ideal but it's what is available in this stadium yeah and yeah, you can yeah, produce yeah. something this is really compelling despite that um we talked about the um, the ability for the system to track the ball and what happens if, if the ball goes out of out of view. And this system it has um, a look ahead capability, so it's actually ingesting uh, video data a few frames ahead of what it plays out. So if the ball were to disappear behind someone for a frame or two, um, it probably reappears a few frames later. And when the when the AI engine reacquires the ball or reacquires on the sporting action it can then interpolate the, uh, the the motion path between where it lasts or the ball and where it it reappeared and so it can give you a nice smooth pan across the um the total pixel area of, of the image so um it's it's not fooled by the ball disappearing right, for a period right. of time yeah uh, this technology really is probably not meant for in venue uh content because uh, uh, there is some latency or you could make that latency longer so it can uh, has more time to find where the ball is or or is that what you're alluding to that you're, you're a few frames ahead can can you is yeah, that so a we, setting so um, we use we use that it is a setting we use it to our benefits that we deliberately introduce a little bit of, of latency to be able to look ahead and and see where the action is going in terms of how this content is is output it might be put out over um, a live broadcast channel or it might be put out over some sort of ott service and of course you know streaming over ott services you can get many seconds of delay maybe you know uh, well, over yeah. a minute of delay and so the you know a one or two extra frames of latency in the system is is absolutely not the end of the world in in these sorts of applications right, right, right so right. um we have we use a little bit of latency to our advantage to help gate um help so, steer the ai engine so similar to the v pilot does this have some settings you know so in other words uh if if it's a sport that has a ball a puck or you know a primary object if mm -hmm. it loses the puck you can say zoom out or, or go wide till reacquire you can give it some rules some guidelines so in terms of the, the capability you set the sport and so it calls up the particular um, machine learning algorithm that it's developed for that sport mm -hmm. and in terms of any particular uh, settings this one is is um not manually directed um in, okay. in such a way so um it is always analyzing the complete field of play with with its panoramic cameras and side cameras and so it's it's it always has the best possible view and so it steers itself in in that production but you can do things you can for example um, um have the ability to cut in additional content 
you could, for example, as I said, um, mix this um, on-pitch content with half-time in interviews on, you know, at the sideline of, of the pitch with the, the camera operator and, and one of the players or the coach. You can um, augment this AI system with the previous studio-based AI system that we, we looked at. So you can have a studio-based discussion about how that team went and how that game was. And so you can therefore give what is very much um, a full tier one production type of event with the um, on on um, with the match itself, interviews with the, the, the staff down on the pitch lane, and um, discussion programming in the studio. You can bring all of those elements together if you wish. Yeah, so, on yeah. your on your longer presentation, you had a slide where you mentioned the, the, the single camera operator shooting the whole game from one position, you know, the old way of doing it, one camera, one position, that person now is on the field, on the pitch, uh, you know, getting reactions during timeouts, putting a camera in the face of the coach um, or during, during intermissions. Um, you can, you can cut to that, that, you know, more traditional camera and, and intermix that with the AI. That's easy to do. You can, and and so that's that's giving you that's that's you know something that is very similar to a tier one experience without adding additional costs, which is is where we came in, isn't it? Really about you know, making the most of new content streams and monetizing them with with compelling content. Great, great, great. So uh, Cindy's been very helpful. She's been uh, 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 wrangling the the chats. Uh, I think we answered most of the questions. So. There's quite a few people interested in the IQ sports. Let me just make sure we answered everyone's questions. We'll certainly reach out to everyone after uh, uh, after the event, and there will there will be a recording. We're doing three sessions back to back, so it'll probably take us about a week to get all the content up online. I put my phone number, my email, um, a link to book a meeting with me. Uh, of course, we bring in the experts like like David and his colleagues uh, to do demos. Um, let me see. Oh, House of Worship. We, we were talking about this. So um, Art was saying that he works with Houses of Worship. We were saying that maybe the V pilot might might be a, a applicable for House of Worship. Um, you know, yeah, the, so cam the cameras are relatively close to the talent. So things now that things have opened up post covid it's kind of hybrid now where people are attending events maybe 75% of people are back but there's still 25 maybe the elderly are not going out to events or people that have uh, health concerns uh, maybe speak to that we talked about that a little bit you and i at, at nab that's right and so uh, this is something where where we think the the v pilot products the this ai studio um uh, tool suites that we showed earlier could potentially start to revolutionize house of worship production um it's it's set up as a, a as a system at the moment which has um well in the example you saw the cameras were, were quite close to the presenters but we can move all of that that um that's that um all of that hardware to approximately about 30 to 40 feet away from um from um the the stage and so that opens up the possibility for some house of worship um, applications. We have ideas as to how we can we can do things differently and deal with much much bigger stages and, and events 
and automatically um, produce the event switch between the pastor and uh, choirs, for example, at a greater distance. But to start with, we think um, we have a solution there which is, is very implementable for um, distances where cameras might be 30 to 40 feet away from um, um, yeah. what is happening. Yeah. So um, we, we're interested in um, in actually looking at and trying that. So if there's anyone um, online at the moment who wants to be part of a trial, then we'd be very interested in, in speaking about yeah, that. Yeah, let me and see. What we can learn art, and, and yeah, art. If you if you'd like to, to to dive a little deeper, uh, we can certainly work with you. So we discussed. I I I, I volunteer local church. Uh, I know Cindy works helps with AV stuff at her local church. Uh, the, um, you know, it's a typical setup, you know, there, maybe there's a lectern where the pastor preaches from. Um, uh, I, I'm thinking um, uh, there's usually a band, so you could mm -hmm. tie in the microphone so you know who's singing, right? So you, you would bring the pastor's uh, microphone in on a channel, maybe the lead singer, maybe some of the backup singers in, so you know who's singing, who's 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 live. I mean, the system can't sense somebody's mouth is open that they're speaking. You do that, you get the, the, the audio cues from the actual audio channels, right? So the audio cues are one, one, of, the, um, one of the clues to the AI engine in, in how, it, how it chooses which shots to pick. But um, yes, in search of a house of worship application, that might be one of the, the more major um, clues to the, to the AI engine in which shot it would choose. Yeah, so so uh, here's an example. So like the the lead the lead singers could be routed through, um, and then the backup singers, the rest of the band gets coverage when when it switches to a wide shot, hmm. um, exactly. and then you you could do a whole church production without any operators or minimal hmm. operators. Yes, and it could it could you know add a new level of quality. You'd be using broadcast ask cameras where maybe you are or aren't using it. Um, you know, volunteers, they come and go. And so here is, is something that you can you can set up and, it, and it, you don't have to rely on on people to to um, to volunteer to do certain things. And so, yes, high quality. And, you know, you can just switch it on and and you're on air. Does um, I'm thinking about, you know, my church workflow. So the V pilot uh, does the back end have hooks to the social media or do you need a streaming? Uh, platform behind the vpilot to reach social media what what's the integration to the cloud so in this application um it is um it is a video handoff but um you can then of course choose your your back end for your your streaming out to to your viewers to your congregation so you can use anything and and you know so you could use obs or any kind of a streaming uh, a platform it would be handled. any streaming okay. platform whether it's you know whether it's youtube as we're using today whether it's facebook live whether it's a platform that um that you have had built for you and and you have complete control of yourself all of those things become possible well i imagine v pilot is is meant for a more traditional broadcast so i imagine the io is sdi probably right that that's the yes. primary output that's correct. And, and then you just can, you can buy or Vitovation can provide an inexpensive SDI to USB capture device that can plug into any computer. Then boom, run your social media uh, software and you're you're good to go. That that would mm -hmm. be basically the 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 pieces the the workflow. That's correct. Yes, you've got some one. Okay. 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 
Well, thank you so much, David. Um, here's some links to where David works. Uh, what is it, about six or nine months ago that VizLink acquired Mobile Viewpoint? It's that, that period, and time seems to have zoomed by. But I think the in, in terms of, of that, one of the some of the, the technologies that we've talked about, or that we haven't talked about today, have already come together between the two organizations. So there's been a lot of um, synergies and a lot of, of benefits actually to the users that are, we've right. already bought by by bringing both um, the technologies that both companies have together. So maybe in a in a yeah. future presentation we'll we'll talk about some of those those new things that um, both organizations have combined to give a, a, some new products and some new tools to the market. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm going to have David again in two weeks. Let me get my calendar up so I don't give the wrong date. Uh, but um, on, on, um, I'm going to do it on Wednesday, June 1st. We, we, we usually do webinars on Wednesday. This is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, but webinar Wednesdays, that's what we call them at Vidovation. So we're going to have David again on Wednesday, June 1st, and we're going to talk about the, the HCAM. Maybe you want to give a little preview. Um, I'm thinking like the HCAM with the focal point, uh, you know, can't do wireless camera, you can't do a broadcast wireless camera system without camera control. So maybe no, give absolutely. us a little little preview of what, what to expect in two weeks. Okay, so um, HCAM is is BizLink's wireless camera transmitter, and it's a, a, a sort of product that you might see um, uh, attached to a camera, attached to a cameraman running up and down the sideline of a, of a major sporting event to have the ability to get right to the, to the action with it with the freedom that being wireless as gives with um, almost zero frame latency that you need to be able to cut between a wireless camera and the wired line cameras that might be up in the up in the stand somewhere and so be able to make that cut without seeing any time difference or presenting any time difference to the, the viewers back home so it's it's a product that gives wireless freedom for those tier one major events and gives an extra dimension by by getting up close and personal to the the sporting action so that's the product we'll be talking about in, in a few weeks' time and all of the tools and techniques that ensure that you get tier one quality from um, the, the sideline wirelessly with, with almost zero frame latency. And, yeah, and, and, and then uh, uh, David wants to come, yeah, come back. Well, this, this will be, uh, uh, this is your second time. So the next two weeks will be third. For, for a fourth, you're welcome to come anytime, David. You're, you're a great presenter and I thank you. Um, we'll see what little, little stuffed animals over your shoulder next time that your kids put there. Uh, uh, or we could do, we could do a, a thing. Guess the animal that's going to appear in two weeks over David's shoulder and then you win a prize. Uh, but we wanted, David wants to do, and I think it's a great idea to do, um, he's going to join uh, one of his uh, par partners at MV. I love your nickname for Mobile Viewpoint, call him MVP. That, that's just such a great, uh, he's going he's gonna to go to MVP and uh, be in the studio with one of his colleagues. And we're going to do like a video podcast. podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and show the V-Pilot working in real time with uh, no tricks, no, no edits, you know, we're going to stream out the live production of, of two people talking together, interviewing each other. Um, I won't be there. I'll just be the moderator uh, streaming it out to you guys. But uh, uh, I think that'll be great. So I look forward to that as well. So thank you, David, so much uh, for joining us today. 
you can reach Vidovation at vidovation.com. Sometimes people have a tendency to put an E in Vidovation, Videovation. It's V-I-D-O-V-A-T-I-O-N.com. You can also reach us at info at vidovation.com. And our phone number is 949-777-5435. And we can loop uh, David and his team uh, into the conversation and facilitate your live production needs. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. See you in two weeks.